meeting is now streaming live on Facebook, Cheryl. Hi. Hi. Welcome to this really crazy experiment. So we're going to be doing some things with our computers for a minute if you're joining us um, because we've never done this before and we're both in our, are you in your 50s yet? I am 50. We're both in our 50s and so technology is not as much of our thing as it used to be. So uh, we don't really know what we're doing. So Cheryl, do you want to check on my author page and see if you can share this video on Paranormal Underground? And then we'll actually start talking. Um, but it says we're, oh yeah, look, I do see. You can share it. Um, there we are, side by side. You're smiling, I'm smiling. Okay. I like this. And we have one whole person watching us. I think it's probably Chad. <laughs> Here's our secret. Because we don't really know what we're doing, we have Chad hidden, hidden behind a closet door. Essentially, is he in a closet or is he in the bedroom? No, he's in the he's in the bonus room. He's the man behind the curtain. So if people join us and watch us and have questions, um, which is what we'd like to try to do, <laughs> then um, Chad will message Cheryl. So we've tried to silence things at Bing and Ding, but we're just not really very good at this. So are you working on getting it shared on Paranormal Underground so we can go I, from? I am. I'm going to post it right now. We'll be ready to go. All right. Well, very good. And I'll see if uh, I'm not going to share it on my personal page. My friends don't need to see this. <laughs> and my mother and my sisters, and you know, oh, come on. my son, actually, my son's probably my son works in a grocery store. And um, it's been very challenging <laughs> for, for him at his job for the last several, several weeks or the last several days really have been just insane. He said that they've had people with carts um, overloaded, like several carts stretching around the store all day, every day. Yeah. And it's a 24 hour store. Oh, well, 24 hours. Okay. So they must be almost sold out by now, if not already. Yeah, they order half of their stock every single day. So what he said is that normally they order like as they start to run out of things, but now they order half of their stock every single day. So there's new stock coming in every day. Okay. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's chaotic. It's a little scary right now. And that's kind of why we're here today. That is, we thought, we thought, and like I say, I have no idea if anybody will even watch this or ask us questions, but you'll see it later if you didn't. And I thought that, you know, people are socially distancing. So this is the social distancing episode of Intention is Everything. Um, gives you something to do. You get to look at these faces. <laughs> Aren't we gorgeous? Oh, yeah. So Cheryl's in Tennessee and I'm in Washington State. And of course, Washington State is kind of the epicenter right now for the United States for COVID. Um, I'm in a county that has no cases. I'm kind of isolated down in the, the southwestern section of the state. We're north of Vancouver and Portland and south of Seattle and Tacoma. And so our county is pretty good right now. Um, Well, yeah, here in Tennessee, um, we live uh, close to Knoxville, in between Knoxville and Pigeon Forge and then Gatlinburg, uh, which are Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge are huge tourist attractions. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we get a lot of traffic out here, uh, believe it or not. And yeah. um, so it's, it, you know what, no matter where you live, it's scary. 
know? It is. It is. Um, but, you know, I was saying to my husband yesterday as we were driving in our car looking at the no traffic anywhere, um, it's okay. I was saying to, my, to Jim that, um, you know, every generation has its thing that sort of toughens you up. Mm-hmm. And this seems to maybe be one of them. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, maybe a lot of people are looking at it like it's going to separate us more, which makes a lot of sense. But I think in a way it's, it may bring people closer together. Yes. And I have to say you and I and Chad um, are uniquely set up for this. We've been preparing for this all of our lives because we are freelance writers and remote workers. And so we very seldom stagger out of our house at all. And there are days when I, I don't even, I, I mean, I work in my pajamas. If I have a meeting, I like maybe wear sweatpants and then put on a nice top. So if you saw what was anything anywhere from the waist down, I, I'm wearing sweats. I can relate. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. Days. There's days that I'm just in my pajamas all day, just working on a computer, you know, don't go outside. So we yeah, are- yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I guess my biggest reminder is that I understand that you're nervous. I understand that you're, you're scared, scared people do scary things and, um, just try to be nice to each other and do what, do what you can from home as much as you can from home and, um, you know, keep your distance. Yeah, I think that um, one thing I wanted to ask you is why is it important to actually recognize the fear that you have and not just ignore it? Okay, that's a good question. Um, Well, because I think ignoring it makes it grow. Um, And so what I feel like with emotions, um, all emotions, is that they're, especially the darker emotions, they come from our shadow selves. And um, so what happens is when we suppress our emotions, they come out in different ways. Uh, They can come out as physical illness. They may just all of a sudden explode out in acts of aggression and things like that. And so energetically repressing those emotions, the ones that you don't want and disowning them really is hard for you and hard on your body. And it can also be hard on relationships and things because when we, when we repress emotions, they, they have to come out in other ways. And I find that when you allow yourself into an emotion um, and you allow yourself to experience it, it passes through you much more quickly. So I do think it's important to, if you're feeling fear to allow yourself that experience, but I also think that, um, you know, you need to find some, some stress coping techniques, uh, meditation. Um, yesterday in my Reiki group, the share Reiki community, we did something, oh, I should share that this there. I will in a sec. Uh, we did a a group, um, Reiki and Reiki session and loving kindness mantra. And the loving kindness mantra we did is uh, called the Metasuta, M-E-T-T-A-S-U-T-T-A. Um, and I did it over and over and over yesterday, but I'm going to look again anyway. Hang on. You're now going to see me working on my computer for a minute. Sorry. Um, so the Metasuda is uh, just a, a meditation that you can, you can do. And it's may all beings be peaceful. May all beings be happy. May all beings be well. May all beings be safe. May all beings be free from suffering. 
And that's actually both on my author page and it's on my, um, my Facebook page. So, or on my share Reiki community. So, and I'll send the graphic to Cheryl too, so that she can put it on the, um, just a sec, I'm sharing in a group so that you can put it on the paranormal underground page too, because I find that that's actually super helpful. Oh, look, we have four people watching us now, but I'm going to share this in the share Reiki community as well, because that's my community for people who are either interested in or Reiki practitioners and it's on Facebook. And, um, we, we do sometimes we do group meditations. Um, we do group distance healing sessions to send kind of healing energy to serve the highest and greatest good people can request healings for themselves and um also when i travel which may be a while again i often go places with sacred sites like jim and i when we were in um in on vancouver island up in canada a couple weeks ago we went to this sacred indigenous people's site um in nanaimo bc that has petroglyphs and things and um when we, sorry, somebody's messaging me. When we went there, we, uh, we, I did a healing session. And when I've been to the healing, um, like healing vortices in Sedona, which we're going to meet in Sedona next year. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, actually this year, end of this year, uh, Cheryl and Cheryl and Chad and Jim and I are going to, um, anyway. So when we, I, I've sent it from healing vortices, I've sent Reiki energy to people who've requested it when I've been out amongst dolphins and whales out off of, um, the coast of Dana point in orange County. Um, and so, it's a great community and you don't have to be a Reiki practitioner to join. It's called the share Reiki community. And I'd love to have you be a member. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to check that out. I have not checked that out yet. So I'm going to go. Do well, that. and it's a growing community. So all good. Um, okay. So we've, so I've been telling you the story of the hearts and um, we mentioned it on our last podcast, but it's really evolved because I think it, before I, we hadn't even gone to Canada yet, right? The last time we talked about this. No, you did. Well, Cheryl has to pretend that she's hearing this for the first time because she knows the whole story. So her reactions are totally acting, guys. I'm going to act here. Get ready. Okay, ready? Yeah. Let's see your surprised face. Yes. Yeah, so <gasps> uh Shocked face should be different than surprised. Oh, see, I should have prepared for this. But here's the thing. If you have to shelter in place at home, if you don't get to go out anymore, you can join master class and you can take acting classes from like famous actors online. You know, the bright side of life right there, Karen. Thank you. Right. So anyway, so I'll show you this. So you see that little heart? Can you see it? Like that there's a little heart. This is a little selenite bowl. I actually use this little selenite, but it's got a little chip of nail polish on it because I polish my nails next to it. So I take real good care of it. So this selenite bowl, I actually keep it and I, I recharge my crystals, like all my crystal necklaces and stuff because selenite recharges crystals. So I put crystals I want to recharge in the bowl. But right now I have it with my little heart because as I've been collecting the little hearts, I've been putting them in the bowl. So I mentioned... Um, the last time we recorded when we were talking to Natasha, right? That we had, I had been finding these weird little glitter hearts like that around the house. And they were all like that. It started on February 8th. And that day there were, I think three hearts on the counter 
on my kitchen counter. Um, and it was the day that we were doing the love summit through the vision collective, which was a day of, of classes about love and self-love and things like that. And so I thought, oh, that's nice. The universe is telling us it really loves what we're doing. Um, and so that was kind of what I thought was happening. And, um, when we got back, I still kept finding hearts and, um, my friend, Seth Michael, who we've had on, not yet on this show, but I was in his documentary all around us and he's a psychic medium. He got in contact with me and he said, you know, I really think that these hearts are, um, coming from like, I, I get the sense that you're com they're coming from your dad and he's sending you love and support for something. I was like, okay, well, you know, that's nice. Good. Glad to hear from you, dad. Cause dad died um, February 1st, two years ago. So the month kind of made sense, right? That we were getting the hearts. Well, we got a total of five hearts before we went to Canada. And then we went up to Victoria. We went to Vancouver for a couple of days and we went to Victoria for a couple of days. And while we were up there, Jim started having some chest pains and Jim has had, um, he has coronary artery disease. And so in the past, he's had to have stents. Um, when he gets, he gets what they call bouts of unstable angina. And it's when he's starting to get a blockage in the coronary arteries again. And his, he just, his body just creates these. It's a family history thing. Um, diet doesn't help, you know, exercise doesn't help. He just creates these things. And so about this, uh, every, about every two to three years, he needs to go in and get, uh, get an angioplasty, which is just basically they go in and plumb him out. Well, about six months ago, I had started asking him because I, I'm empathic and I feel other people's thing. And I can tell if it's mine or somebody else's physical stuff um, because mine is much more acute. Theirs is just kind of like a little echoey thing. So I was having pain in my chest, um, the echoey pain in my chest. And um, like feeling a sense of high blood pressure without having high blood pressure because I have low blood pressure, but I was hearing like my heart pounding in my ears and things like that, which are high blood pressure signs. Um, and so I kept asking Jim, are you okay? Is everything okay with your heart? Do we need to get you to go see your cardiology cardiologist? Is everything okay? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. No, nothing's wrong. I'm fine. I'm great. Nothing wrong. I'm good. And so that was going on for months. So when we went up to Canada um, and we were in Victoria, he started talking about that he'd been having chest pains. And I was like, I knew it. <laughs> right. And so um, when we got back, and so then we went to this, the site in Nanaimo, the sacred indigenous people site. And when we got to the site, he had this experience and I can't even explain it because it was his experience, but he said he felt better than he'd felt in years. He felt energy. He felt like everything in his chest opened up. He, um, but as soon as we left the site, his chest pain started up again. And then, so as we were coming home, um, we came home from Victoria and we actually took the ferry across in Canada and then came down through the border in Blaine, Washington, um, which is like a few miles north of where I grew up. So, because uh, we were stopping to see my mom on the way home before we headed all the way home because my mom was supposed to come with us and she got sick and couldn't go. Yeah. Oh, that's um, so anyway, so... When we got to the border crossing in Sumas, um, we got pulled into the customs building because they were looking for a guy with the last name Frazier. And so we were detained. And Jim started having really significant chest pains, but we got him calmed down, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, they let us go because we weren't the guy. I mean, clearly, you know. And so we we visited my mom. We got home. Jim went to um, urgent care the next day because he had his cardiologist had retired, and we've been trying to find a cardiologist for him, and none of them were going to allow it without a, uh, a referral. And okay. so he went to urgent care the next day, and they promised that they would um, they would refer him to a cardiologist, which they didn't do. And they gave him blood pressure medication and they basically did like a, a chest x-ray and said, ah, now you're fine. And they sent him home. So the next day was a Tuesday. It was our anniversary. Um, and that night I was actually already in bed, jammed up in bed, reading my book. And I heard Jim from the living room, hun. And I knew, mm-hmm. and um, he was having chest pains that wouldn't go away. So I called 911, called an ambulance. He was taken to the hospital. He was diagnosed with the unstable angina. Um, They had to call around for two days trying to find him a bed in a unit that had a cath lab. Um, He finally wound up down in Vancouver, which is about an hour and a half south of us. But the fortunate thing is that my my friend, um, Carolyn, is she actually works in the cath lab at this hospital. Wow. Yeah. And so while he was in surgery, they let her be in observing and she was sending me messages, which was incredibly helpful. I mean, like amazingly helpful. And um, so anyway, he had, his, he, he got two more stents put in and he, so he has a total of seven stents now, which is a lot. And it's all in the artery they call the widow maker because it's the one that tends to clog in people with uh, coronary artery disease. So he's fine. He came home. He feels better than he has in years. But while he was in the hospital, um, I sort of bounce a lot of stuff off of my colleagues at the Vision Collective because we're all very like-minded. We're all psychics and mediums and healers and, and all of that stuff. And so um, Kristen pointed out that the day that Jim finally admitted to me that he had his first major chest pain was February 8th, the day of the Vision Collective Conference when I found those first hearts. Interesting. And then she said, maybe this was a literal warning about Jim's heart. Could have been. And I thought, huh. So she said this, and I had to drive down to Vancouver to get Jim from the hospital and bring him home. And so as I was driving down to get Jim from the hospital, now mind you, I hadn't slept. I was exhausted. It started with me being up in the emergency room with him all night, the first night on our anniversary when he went. So I hadn't been sleeping and I really hadn't been eating because I, I was worried. I was stressed. This is a, it's a, a stressful thing, even though once he gets the thing, he's fine. But he could have a heart attack while he's waiting. They do everything to make sure that doesn't happen, but it could happen. Yeah. Um, because when he starts to get that unstable angina, that means the heart attack is coming. Um, so anyway, as I was driving down to pick him up after his surgery, I said in my head, okay, so if these hearts were warning about Jim's heart, send me another heart. And then I forgot that I had said that because I was exhausted. So we got Jim home, um, on Saturday. Um, so Tuesday to Saturday was kind of when this ordeal went. And on Sunday, my absolute goal was to clean the energy in the house because now I had felt that we had basically six months of Jim with these minor chest things, not saying anything. And I don't want that energy in the house. And so I even went out and bought a new Dyson vacuum. I was this serious about cleaning the house. So I scrubbed everything. Um, As we were putting the vacuum together, I found a heart on the floor where I was sitting to put the vacuum together. And I had forgotten that I'd asked for the heart. 
Um, oh, and when I asked, I also said, and give it to me someplace where it's unmistakable, where I can't think that it might've just fallen out of something or whatever. So I vacuumed everything. I vacuumed all of the horizontal surfaces. I vacuumed the blinds. I vacuumed all of the furniture. I mean, I scrubbed and vacuumed and then I cleansed the house. So I was really tired. I hadn't been sleeping. Um, and I sat down on the couch after all of this was done the couch I had just vacuumed and monkey was sitting next to me on the couch and I reached over and I petted monkey and I, I kind of turned away and I reached over and I petted her again. And both times I looked at her and I turned away and I turned back to pet her again. And there was this heart that I just showed you this, this little heart. Whoops. I dropped it. Well, now it's gone. Now I've lost them all was lying next to monkey on the couch. Okay. It was, it hadn't been there and I had vacuumed the couch and the whole house. I want to point something out too, because I don't think you mentioned it, but you don't have any kids at home. No, it's just Jim and I. Um, and it was, I know it was around Valentine's day and our anniversary, but Jim's not that guy. Yeah. No cards with hearts, no, no mm -mm. jewelry, no, mm -mm. no nothing, shirts, nothing with hearts, right? Nothing. Yeah. So, interesting. so, um, and then Carolyn said to me, well, how many did you find total? How many stents did I say he has? Wow, I did not know that part. I'm shocked. <laughs> okay, I'm really shocked. So when I found the heart next to Monkey, I was like, oh, and I said, dude, I just found another heart. And then I was sitting there and it clicked in my mind. I remembered myself asking. And I was like, well, there's your answer. I mean, how do you doubt that? Yeah. When, when does it become, when does it move beyond a coincidence? Right. I mean, I think it's, it, I think... Things like that. I mean, that's pretty much in your face, Karen. But things like that, maybe a little more subtle, happen to people all the time. I just don't think we pay attention. You know, I think you're right. We're, we we don't pay attention. We have other priorities, and yeah. you know, maybe if we slow down a little bit, it would help us really see things a little bit more clearly. Yeah. And so Jim said, "Well, you need to stop asking for hearts because we're tired of cleaning them up." <laughs> So I haven't asked for any hearts since then because I felt like I got my answer. But, and, but we got a, a total of seven hearts wow. because I, I found them like I found them on my cutting board. I found them on the counter. I found them in the sink. I found one in the entryway. Um, yeah. That's so cool, Karen. I mean, I love hearing stories like that. Like when we interviewed Nancy um, about the pennies from heaven, mm -hmm. um, you know, what, about a month or so ago? And yeah. She, were, you know, she, she, were, she, she found these pennies all over the house and, and, um, you know, she believed that her husband was communicating with her from, you know, the other side and, and they were meaningful and meaningful spots and places. And so it really meant a lot to her and it gave her hope and, um, you know, a, um, a little bit of relief too, I think. So yeah. um, I love that kind of stuff. So it's definitely um, made me, you know, even though I do what I do and, you know, my, my job is writing about this stuff and teaching this stuff. I mean, it's my full-time job. This is what I do, right? Mm -hmm. um, I do it for love to know. I do it for Paranormal Underground. I do it in my own books. I, I have some other stuff I do. I write cookbooks and things, but the, the, this metaphysics energy healing has really become my full-time job, which I'm so blessed to be able to do. Um, but with that being said, I, 
you know, I still tend to be super skeptical of things and I tend to overthink things and think, well, maybe, but you know, it could be something else too. And you know, because I've been talking to you about it since it, since it started mm-hmm. and I just don't know what else it could be. I mean, yeah, you, you're skeptical at first, of course, that's a, that's a natural reaction. And you know, what do you, you know, when you tell people, hey, hey, you know, these hearts are being sent to me as a message from, you know, whoever, or whoever, wherever, spirit, dad, dead people, who knows, <laughs> you, you may get a little eyebrow raised, but you know what, I think that you really have to look more at it and not just explain it away. I think so too. And so that's what I've done. Um, and it's, I, you know, it's, I'm really grateful for the confirmation. It makes me feel safer and protected. Um, honestly, I was telling Jim, thank God this happened a couple of weeks ago instead of right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I wanted to ask you about, uh, speaking of right now, um, all the chaos that's going on, you know, um, the worry, the fear, all of that, which is all, you know, natural, but there's things that we can do to not only make ourselves feel better, but I think put out positive healing energy to the world that can actually help, you know, if you believe it or not, I believe it. Um, one thing that I personally do, and I'm not a, an energy healer or, or a metaphysical practitioner, but I just, it's something that, um, I, I started doing when, I was talking to you several years ago about worrying about um, one of my kids who, um, you know, lives across the country. Honestly, I was starting to really get into a huge place of fear and worry that was unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you helped me. So, you know, reframe your thoughts and you gave me a lot of really good advice about reframing from the negative to the positive. You probably don't remember I and don't. then I started doing this exercise that has really helped me ever since then. Okay, what is it? And, and before I ask you some of your, your exercise, I just want to tell you what I do. So I, um, when I find my thoughts going there, <laughs> going to the negative, and I start picturing all the bad things that can happen to someone, and that's not good for anybody. So I immediately stop, and I'm like, okay, let me do my little exercise. So I start creating in my mind, an energy healing light, a ball of energy healing light. And I feel it with all sorts of things like protection, um, uh, good health, love, peace, um, anything you can think of that's positive. And then I just send that out to my kids. And then I, and then I, and I start over and I reform it. And then I send it out to my family, friends, the world, the universe. Okay. So, um, it helps. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you, it helps me. And I like to think that it helps the energy of, of the world. And so um, that being said, what are some kind of intentional practices that you would recommend? I mean, you mentioned a couple already, but what, what specific things like maybe what I just described, because it would take five minutes and really turn things around with their energy. And even in these scary chaotic times, what can they do? Well, so I really like um, neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, um, and NLP really, uh, a lot of people use it as like a tool for sales and persuasion and things like that. And for me, I prefer it as a tool for personal healing. 
And um, so what I do with NLP is that I have people get in a place where they feel really good. So for instance, when Jim was at that place at Nanaimo, I actually had him, while he was in that feeling that, I had him create a gesture that he wouldn't normally do. Um, so for me, often it's something like this because you know you may do this or this, but you don't often do this, right? Right. Um, and so, or, you know, whatever you create a gesture, um, something that you can do subtly. So people don't see you. So, you know, you may not want it to be like <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines, but it's, it, but while you're in this place of really good feeling. So for you, you can do it while you're in your light bubble, sending that out and you create a gesture or you hold a crystal or a stone or mm -hmm. some other object that's a talisman and you hold it in your dominant hand, which is your giving hand, Right. And while you're feeling that energy, you hold your gesture or you hold your crystal and you hold it and hold it in that space with the intention that the energy either flow into that gesture or flow into that crystal that you're holding. Is, am I making sense so far? You are. Yes. Okay. And then you hold that there until you start to feel the energy subside. Then you release your gesture or you put your crystal down. Okay. Um, and then what you do is when you want to get back into that same space and that same feeling, mm -hmm. you hold your crystal in your receiving hand, which is your non-dominant hand. So mine would be my left hand. If you're left okay. hand, your right hand. Okay. So you hold that crystal in your receiving hand, or you simply make your gesture again, and those feelings come back. Um, I like that. Yeah. It's a really great tool. Um, Jim used it a lot. As a matter of fact, that's how we got him calmed down when we were being detained at the border. Right. Oh, is that he made his gesture and he just signed kind of everything. And so I find that that's a really powerful one. And there are all kinds of ways that you can get into that space. Um, you can think about somebody you really love, um, like your kids or your dog or just something that you have really unconditional love for. You can visualize being someplace you really love, like if being on a beach on Kauai is your thing, which it is mine. Um, I can visual, you can visualize that. And it's a really great technique. Um, and I recommend doing it, especially during super stressful times. Um, also, just finding sayings or mantras that work for you. So like I gave you the, the Metasuda a few minutes ago, um, things like that also are helpful. So if you find something that's helpful for you, um, you can even do the crystal or the gesture thing. Like if you do yoga or you go running and you know, you get that runner's high or the yoga glow or there are things like that. You can use the crystal in the same way, hold it okay. until you start to lose the glow. Um, or make a gesture while you're in the glow until you start to lose the glow. Wow. Okay. Another good one. Yeah. You can do the gesture. Like if you're in, if you do yoga and you're in Savasana at the end, uh, the corpse pose where you lay on your back at the end of a yoga session. Mm -hmm. um, usually that's when you're feeling pretty anyway. Right. So you can make that gesture and it can be something really simple. So you're not having to fling your hands around. Um, the other thing I like is I use mudras a lot. Okay. Um, and mudras are essentially hand poses, they're hand yoga, and they have various mudras that you can use, it's spelled M-U-D-R-A, um, to bring about different feelings. I write about it in my book, um, The Little Book of Energy Healing. Mm -hmm. uh, I use mudras quite a lot, but you can just look up on the internet, look up mudras, and um, they 
open and flow chi in different directions. The other thing is that you control the things that you can and you need to learn to let go of the things that you can't control. And the things that you can control are how stressed you feel. The things that you can control include things like coming home and washing your hands. Um, I know one of the things that's just made me feel better, even though we don't have any cases here, um, I have a handheld steamer mm -hmm. to steam my counters. And um, I've had to, because I work for a website, Love to Know, and we've been brushing up our articles on things like sterilization and things, just because um, with, with factual information, not sensational, you're going to die stuff, right? Um, and so in the research that I've done for some of that, what I realized is, or what I recognize now is that steam kills 99.9% .9 of pathogens on contact where things like bleach and sanitizer actually have to have kind of like a hang time. Um, they have to sit for a couple of minutes before they kill germs. And so I've been steaming things. So like we went and got something for my friend, Kristen's husband, um, because we had to go down to her house and pick something up yesterday. And so we got him something. I steamed the bag. I steamed each of the items we got for him to take to him. Nice. Yeah. So I use my steamer a lot. So, I mean, you can do things that, that give you at least a sense of, so control the things that you can and really try to, try to allow yourself, I mean, understand, so you can be worried about something without that worry spiraling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's key, um, not letting it take over because anxiety can really creep up on you fast and it's just a real unhealthy place to be. Um, well... The thing is, is that our bodies, um, so our bodies were created with the physiology of fight, flight, or freeze, right? And that physiology is all sorts of hormonal things when you're confronted with a stressful situation. And in modern times, we no longer need to run away from predators, usually, we hope. Um, but our body doesn't recognize the difference between a low-level stress response and the need to run away from a predator. So low level stress that's continuous is that's why it's so harmful and inflammatory and in things is because your body releases this soup of hormones that you're not supposed to have going. And so you've got all of these stress hormones going all the time because your body does not understand the difference between needing to run for your life and being stressed out by your boss. Or... And so law of attraction, I mean, yeah. that really does apply because the more negative you think, the more negative you attract versus the more positive you think, the more positive you attract. And if I think back on, on that applying to myself, it, it is just a hundred percent true. Yeah. And I mean, and so some of that is, is energetic, right? So I really do believe that the law of attraction is a law of energy. Um, but I also think that some of that is psychological, when I, you know, I did that interview the other day for about Friday the 13th for um, the List TV show. Right. And she was asking me, she said, well, what is it about this? Why do people, when they have these superstitions um, and they're really afraid of it, why do bad things happen? And I said, well, look, if I believe that Friday the 13th is bad things are going to happen to me, just I'm going to very likely fall off of a curb just because I believe that that's going to happen. Or like an athlete, you think about how superstitious athletes can be, right? right. And they um, go through all these rituals before games, or if they're having a, a winning streak or a losing streak, or like a golfer who suddenly gets the yips and can't putt, things like that. Um, 
all of those are psychological. They're, they can be energetic as well uh, because psychology is energy, right? But they're also psychological because they've convinced themselves that they need to do these things or have these things. And if these circumstances aren't the way they're supposed to be, then they're not going to perform well. And that is also a psychological thing. So it's not just, it is an energetic thing, but you can also just mess with your own life. So um, this is a, an aside, but I want to talk about tulpas because in a way... Um, tulpas are created by, well, the theory is, is that tulpas are created by thoughts and by um, a collection of thoughts making, coming together to make something real. And so in a way, doesn't that apply to creating energy? If you believe something enough, doesn't that create it to make it so? Yeah. You know, there was a, 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 and I think I've written about this for the magazine at some point, there's an experiment um, that was done called the Philip experiment. Most people mm -hmm. are more aware of, of the Philip experiment um, where a group of people gathered and every day or not every day, but every time they gathered, they spent all this energy trying to create, create a ghost Philip and they gave him a personality and they gave him a history and everything else. And eventually they created this ghost and um yeah look thoughts are thoughts are powerful and thoughts are strong and part of what concerns me about right now is that people's thoughts are about fear and we could be reinforcing and creating the situation um to be even worse because because we're creating this negative fearful thought projection which is why i've invited people to do the group reiki sessions and and things like that, because I feel like a little bit of light can get rid of a lot of dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I was looking at, um, looking over this really cool article. Um, it was talking about the varieties of energy healing modalities and there's the chi based energy healing, right? And then there's the non chi based. So the chi based has a lot to do with, um, what we've been talking about, like Reiki, um, mm -hmm. uh, quantum touch, um, mm -hmm. uh, healing, healing touch. touch, you know, and then you go to the non-chi based and that's more like the shamanic work, the sound healing, which you have a lot of experience with, mm -hmm. um, angelic healing, crystal healing, which you also have a lot of experience with. Um, I really like crystals. I don't, work with them so much but I love to have them around me and you know just tap, feel their energy um I think that that may be one really good good exercise and I was wondering if you could tell especially right now if you could recommend what one type of or two types of crystal exercises that our listeners can can implement very easily sure well thanks for putting me on the spot <laughs> Um, so just some a good crystal I'll take with you and just yeah you know, that good positive energy. Sure. So first of all, I want to point out that the chi based and the non chi based they're all the same thing. It's all vibration, um, and so we just call it different things. Uh, in yoga, they call it prana. In feng shui and uh, traditional Chinese medicine, they call it chi. In martial arts, they call it chi or ki, um, and it's all the same thing. So I, I want to point that out. It's all vibration. It's all vibrational energy. And so crystals raise and change vibrations um, in the same way that Reiki does. It's just a different tool. And so any tool you use um, 
if you, you use the tools you're drawn to. Um, and I like have people having a lot of tools. And so crystals, um, look, don't carry a crystal to protect, your, pr protect yourself from coronavirus. You know, use your social distancing. Um, but with that being said, uh, I actually do, like, I don't know if you've noticed, I've been sipping out of my, my this is my crystal water bottle. Okay. I actually do water infused with crystals. This, the one I'm using right now, I have a couple different ones. Um, the one I'm using now is a love blend. Uh, my dogs have a crystal water dish. Cool. Okay. Now let me just, let me just clarify. You're not drinking crystals. You're no, no, no. They're, if you look, can you see they're in a bubble? It's underneath, right? Is what you Yeah, want. you want the crystals protected away from the water. They're just going to infuse the energy of the water. Um, and so you can actually make crystal infusions where you infuse the energy of crystals into water. All you have to do, you don't have to have a water bottle, um, although it's super convenient, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you can put crystals in a bowl, put water in the glass jar, um, put the jar in the bowl so that the energy of the crystals is going through into the water without touching the water. Okay. Don't, don't let your crystals touch your water. Um, there are some that it's okay, but it's just easier for me to say, don't let your crystals touch your water, touch your water, because some of it is, um, some of them are toxic and some of them will dissolve. Like if you use halite, which is salt, mm -hmm. <laughs> you'll come up with super brackish water. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, you can, do the crystal infusions and drink that crystal infused water. And that I feel like is um, help, a helpful tool just because it sustains the energy of crystals through you and it can help to be calm. Um, so for calming stressful things, blue crystals are really awesome. Okay. Um, and so it would be things like uh, chalcedony. Um, some people call it chalcedony. It's C-H-A-L-C-E-D-O-N-Y. Um, blue lace agate is a good one. Um, anything pink is a good one. Pink, nice, calming colors. Um, kunzite, K-U-N-Z-I-T-E is a great calming crystal, uh, celestite, angelite, uh, things like that. And just, you can have them in your environment. You can have them in your space. Um, you can put them between your mattress and your box spring, so that when you, you sleep, you are infused the calm. Um, if you're having trouble sleeping, mm -hmm. I recommend having amethyst next to your bed because it can help you sleep. I'm looking all around. I don't have any blue. The closest thing I have is this with this green, though. It's a heart. Oh, it's a, a mazonite. And then, and, then and then this one. I honestly can't remember what it's That's called. Green calcite. We've had this conversation. Do you not? We, we even, I even wrote it to you. Do you not keep our messages? Don't you keep them like and sleep with them under your pillow because Karen said this to me? I actually have it in a document, but I don't have that around. Yeah. Of course, I promptly forget everything that I write down. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so and then clear quartz is, oh, yeah. clear quartz is the, kind of all-purpose crystal, right? Okay. So if you can only afford one type of crystal, get clear quartz. Okay. I have yeah. one up here somewhere. I don't know where. Very cool. I'm so, upstairs because Jim was still asleep when I started on this, and I didn't want him to wander out behind me in his underpants or worse. <laughs> that's not it, is it? That's, uh, no, well, that's, that's um, citrine. Citrine. Oh, I'll get it right one of these days. Citrine is prosperity crystal. Okay. Well, anyway, 
So those are a couple of things that you can do with crystals. Uh, that might be clear quartz. It's kind of hard to tell. Is it clear? Is it white? Yeah, it's kind of pinkish white. Oh, no, that's that's rose quartz. Ah, okay, close, but no. Let's see if I have, I don't even have any on. I don't have any, no, oh, wait. That's rose quartz, isn't it, or is that? Uh, no, that's actually a coated, a coated crystal. It's been, this is clear quartz. Can you see it? Oh, okay, totally clear. Like, like just, okay, gotcha. Yep. And clear quartz is just uh, having it in your presence, things like that. The other thing I wanted to tell you is that I've been hearing from a lot of people that they've been having some super intense dreams. Okay. Um, and so dreams are a way, uh, it might just be stress release, like you can release it during your sleep as opposed to you know, running around feeling stressed all the time, but also, um, you know, you might be getting some pretty valid, vivid messages in your dreams. So, uh, dreammoods.com is a great way to look up what your dream symbols mean. It's a free online dictionary for dreams. And I really like it. I have a book about, I have a dream interpretation book too. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Oh, Karen. You know what? I don't either. And I think I wrote a forward for it. So I did write the forward for it. Yeah. <laughs> We're, bad. We're so bad. Okay. I think it might just be the dream interpretation handbook might be what it's called. Sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah uh, sounds, it could be it. Here's the thing. When you were doing dream interpretations for me personally, and then for the magazine, mm -hmm. it's amazing because you have a dream and it is so wild. It is so out there. And you're like, I'm either crazy or right pizza. I don't know. But no, it, when you explain to me what these insane dreams mean, then they make perfect sense. And it's like, oh my God, you know, yes, that is exactly what it means. It's just dream interpretation. Amaz it, it, it always amazes me every time somebody interprets because yeah. I'm like, okay, this can mean, this cannot mean anything. This is just too bizarre. But then it's just, it's, I can't even, still today, it's I can't over it it's super cool right super cool yeah well it's basically look spirit communication communicates with us in symbols i would really love it if they would just walk up and say hey i've got something to tell you and here's what it is that would be awesome but that's just not the way it works unfortunately and um this i get the same symbolism in my psychic work that i get that people get in dreams. So it kind of works the same way. The psychic symbolism and dream symbols are all kind of interrelated. Wow. So that's pretty cool. So what are the most common, what have you been hearing from recently that people are dreaming I mean, about? Reveal it. They've been, it's, it's been a little bit of everything, but people are just having these really vivid and intense dreams. Um, I know one, one person who was telling me about her dream was saying that, there were two people that were playing catch um, and it was at a school. And um, so, you know, when you looked at the symbols, it was actually telling her about lessons involved with um, some of the stuff that's been going on with the coronavirus and things like that. So yeah, a little bit of everything. Yep. Very cool. Busy time for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, you know, but that's okay. I'm happy to help. Yeah, yeah. And it keeps me, it keeps me, look, I get stressed out too, right? Um, it keeps me feeling calmer knowing that in some way I can maybe help one or two people if nothing else. Yeah. 
Um, I love that. And what about Reiki specifically as an energy healing technique? What about it? What do you so want to know? Why is it so effective from what I've heard? Um, because it's so Reiki is just the same energy as everything else. Right. Um, and it's, but it's a system. So it teaches you how to work with the energy. And then there's something in Reiki called an attunement. You have to be attuned to the energy. And basically what the attunement does is this is sort of how I look at it is when I do an attunement, essentially it just removes a little filter that we've got kind of, you know, how we just sort of come with all these filters over us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it removes a little filter that allows us to, to direct that energy more. Um, and it can be a hands-on healing practice right now. It's probably not. Um, but the good thing is that you can do Reiki at a distance. Um, once you are attuned to the distance things, you use some symbols and do it. Um, and you also, it doesn't have to be hands-on. So if you actually had somebody come into your Reiki space, you can hover your hands or you can touch them. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been sending Reiki every single night, um, just to serve the highest and greatest good. I want to learn how to do it someday. Well, I mean, I would probably do yours. I would probably, I've told you in chat, if you want to do it, we just need to hop on and I'll. Yeah. Yeah. I Let's do. My I, face, I, yeah. But I haven't left the house, so it's okay. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> no, one day, I, I, soon, I would like to, um, to learn how to do that. There you go. You can. I keep telling you. Yeah. I will. Thank you. And I teach Reiki classes online. I'm really happy that I teach classes online, honestly, um, because now is the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the time. Take a class. I'm taking a class right now in, um, it's called Herbal Astro, no, Astro Herbalism. It's Whoa. a combination of astrology and herbalism. Oh my goodness. I've never heard of that. kind of cool so what can you tell us about it not much yet okay I'll let you know let me know <laughs> well you know I do so I do write astrology articles and um I'm not an astrologer um but I do people's charts and things just for practice and um just looking at the sun signs and what the sun is in right now the sun is in Pisces is it no yes I think it is. Yes. Right now the sun is in Pisces. I had to look at the date. Um, and Pisces is a water sign. Pisces is all about emotion. Um, and it's often about slippery emotion because Pisces is a fish. And so a Pisces often are very, um, they're very deeply emotional, but they don't necessarily, you don't understand how, where their emotion comes from a lot of times. So they're, they're slippery like that, um, like a fish. And, um, so it, with the sun being in Pisces right now, you're seeing that in the emotional reactions to everything that's going on. Right. So on, I believe it's the 21st, um, the sun enters Aries. Aries is, um, the first sign of the Zodiac. It's a fire sign. Uh, Aries is the God of war and Aries is an initiatory sign. So what that means is, um, an initiatory sign it's all about change new beginnings and growth if it's managed correctly otherwise it can be about kind of warring things and 
uh, Aries is the ram. They put their heads down and they kind of butt their way through everything. Um, and so we start to move into the cusp here of Aries within the next few days. And so you're going to see this change in the energy. I feel like just from where the, just from the position of the sun, it, you can't get the total picture unless you know where all of the planets are in the sky. And that's a whole show that we don't have time to do anything about right now. So I'm just looking at where the sun is. Okay. okay. And so as the sun moves into Aries, um, I feel like, uh, you're going to see the energy surrounding this shift. And I think it's up to us how we shift and which way it shifts as far as, you know, whether it becomes the more aggressive or it becomes the more new beginning. Um, but I think that's up to us. So Chad's an Aries. Yeah. And he's kind of a ram, isn't he? He kind of heads down and he puts his head down and he wants to do things his way. And he's kind of initiatory. He's a fire sign. What are you? You're a Cancer, aren't you? No, I'm a Gemini. Oh, you're a Gemini. Oh. <laughs> air and fire signs go really well together. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, air signs and um, air signs and fire signs because air fans fire. You need oxygen for fire, right? Are you saying Gemini's an air sign? Gemini's an air sign, isn't it? Or is it an earth sign? I actually don't know. Oh, you're an earth sign. Wait, sorry. I, I actually don't know. No, I don't remember. Look it up. <laughs> Look that one up. Sorry, Jim. Let's see. Oh, no, you're air. I was right. Okay, sorry. So air and fire signs go really well together um, where earth signs and fire signs are a little less compatible and water signs and fire signs, which Jim is a Scorpio, so he's a water and I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm a fire. Um, they, there are challenges <laughs> Because think about it, when you put water on flames, what happens? They go out. Yeah. So you guys are actually, I mean, as far as compatibility goes. Not too shabby? Not too shabby. <laughs> awesome. Jim and I are shabbier. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, people are more everything. So just like I was saying about the energy right now, right? Everything is more than the position of the sun. The sun is one little thing in a chart. Okay. And um, chart synastry, which is the study of relationships, um, you can look at the, the sun sign where the sun was at the moment of your birth, right? And mm -hmm. those are the things we know, the Aries, the, that's what, so when, when I say to you, what's your sign? And you say, I'm a Gemini, that's your sun sign. But you also have, based on where all of the planets were in the sign, you have a moon sign. Um, your moon sign is kind of the, the, the deeper, more reflective part of yourself. Um, you have a rising sign, which is what uh, constellation was rising on the horizon at the moment of your birth. So it depends on what time you were born and where you were born. Okay. Um, so like my rising sign is Libra, which is an air sign. Um, and what that is, is that's kind of your persona, your outward reflection of personality that you show people about yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are also things like, where was your Jupiter? Where was your Mars? Where were all of the planets? And all of those affect various aspects of your chart. Plus, it depends on what houses they were in as well. So, I mean, charts are very, very complicated. Um, and so just to say I'm a Gemini or like to look at like with Gemini, um, where he has Scorpio in five of his houses. 
And I am, um, I am, like I say, Sagittarius, uh, sun and moon and Libra rising. Um, and I don't have, I, I don't have any Scorpio <laughs> in any of my signs, but those are a better look at what they are. But what it is, is it just shows you your karmic imprint and what your challenges are. And everything can always have a positive or negative positive or negative um, reflection in your life. Just like I was saying, look, as we move into Aries, we can either become more aggressive and kind of boring, or we can use it as uh, this as an energy of new beginnings. Those are both kind of the flip sides of the same thing, right? right? And so you get to decide what you do with the position of your, your planets and okay. constellations in your chart. Wow. I mean, there's so much out there that you can really get into that's kind of mind blowing. So, it, you know, it's a lot to take in, but I think that you can use these energy tools, these energy healing tools to your benefit every day, you know? Mm, I, I think so too. Um, yeah. I mean, and I, look, I, I like a little bit of everything. I study numerology. I study tarot. Um, as a matter of fact, as I've been working with the energy and trying to sort of see the energy of where this is going and how I can best help and stuff, I actually have been pulling tarot cards each day just to get a sense of how I can best direct my own energy. We have our first question. Oh, yay. Seven minutes in. We're about to end. But here, it comes from my son, Corey. Hi, Corey. <laughs> Hi, Corey. Um, also, hi, Kristen. And hi, I lost the other comment. Yeah. Uh, Yella Milan? Did I pronounce that right? I think it's Yella. Yeah. I met okay. her. She's taken a few of my classes. Oh, awesome. Hi. Um, so Corey has a question. He wants to know about Virgos. He wants, he specifically is asking, do you think Virgos are the best sign? What? He says, do you think Virgos are the best sign? Why is he a Virgo? He must be. September? Is that a Virgo? Yeah, he's a Virgo. Virgo is an earth sign. Virgos are perfectionists. And Virgos are often very driven by how others perceive them. Um, so, so I think that Virgo is, I think that all of the signs are great. They have challenges and they have really positive things about them. Virgos are super organized. Um, I need that Virgo energy in my life because I am not organized. I'm like a, a as my, my dad used to say, I'm like a fart in a whirlwind of... That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Virgo energy. My first husband was a Virgo. My son has a Virgo rising. He's a Leo with Virgo rising. Um, and so he's like a fire sign. He's very, woo, but in kind of the vein Leo and all of that stuff. But at the same time, he has this very precise and organized, like he always has to keep his phone super clean. Okay. That's the Virgo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A little obsessive compulsive? They can be. Is Corey a little obsessive compulsive mom? Yes. Mm, that's the Virgo. Certain things, yes. Yeah, that's Virgo. Okay. Now you know the rest of the story. Yep. Thank you, Corey, for that question. But we do like Virgos, yes. I, I don't think there is a best sign except maybe the Sagittarius with the Libra rising. <laughs> that's it. Have we run out of things to say? Yeah, yeah. Our, our, our 60 minutes. It flew by, right? And is this, I have to ask, is this your first Facebook Live you've ever done? Yes. You did great. 
Thank you. It That's wasn't terribly fun. stressful, right? What did you ask? It wasn't terribly stressful, right? No. Could we do it this way again, do you think? Um, sure, we could do, do it this way again. We did this this time because we both realized that we'd forgotten to schedule a guest. <laughs> we had a guest. Her son was sick, so she had to cancel. And then, like, about two days ago, Cheryl was like, are we going to do a podcast? Hey, what about the podcast? Remember that thing? Oh, oh Lord. So I do now. We're doing it. This is a good idea. And um, if you did not get a chance to listen to this, we're going to put it up on Podbean and iTunes as a regular podcast, audio only, obviously. Maybe not. Maybe not. I recorded this whole thing. But can... I don't know. Video on Podbean. I don't know. This is what happens, like I say, when you get two broads in their 50s who really don't <laughs> understand, you know anything about technology we I just when I suggested this to Cheryl she was like well how does it work I said I don't know I'm just gonna try and figure it out I mean I've watched Facebook lives but I've I've never, this is the first time I've ever yeah well we're using two tools we're actually using zoom which is w what we're we see each other on and we're communicating on and then zoom somehow broadcast at Facebook live and I can see because I see that a couple of people actually said something so it worked okay and it will stay up on our Facebook pages too. So if we can't figure out how to get this onto Podbean, we can always just direct people to the link. Yep, definitely. So it'll be up if you want to listen to a few more um, energy healing techniques that can you use right now in very trying times um, to kind of build more positivity, more feelings of peace. Yeah. Well, and I believe that we all have a responsibility to be positive and to move into as positive a space as we can so that we're contributing to the light energy as opposed to the darkness energy, because we as we collectively are going to decide how the energy of this manifests moving forward. Absolutely. All right. Yes. That's it. Uh, I know we didn't have a lot of you watch live and that's fine. We didn't give you any notice because again, we forgot <laughs> we're supposed to do a podcast and then we're like, Oh crap. <laughs> hey, you know what? It worked out. It's all good. It, uh, it is all good. Yes. All right. So now I have to figure out how to turn off the Facebook live, but Thank you for those of you who joined us live. And for those of you, if you guys have questions, um, look, you know how to get a hold of Cheryl and I. Um, you can get a hold of us on our Facebook pages, things like that. We're here to help. Yes, please contact us and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. All right, I'm going to go off now. I'm going to stop live stream. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.